Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Be The Vibe Radio with your favorite hostess, Chrysalis Sun. And um, it's been a while. It has been a while since I have done an episode outside of the Y in the Sky. Uh, It's not because of a lack of topics, because I actually have a lot of topics that I want to talk about. Um, I have a lot of episodes that I have outlines for, um, but you know, your girl been busy, y'all. Your girl has been busy. It has been a lot going on, <laughs> a lot going on. I, um, you know, opened up my, my new store, my bigger store at the beginning of the year. And then I've had a lot of personal things going on, uh, you know, making this transition into a full-time spiritualist, which I did not expect this to be my career path. Um, but it turned out to be, um, and, you know, just, you know, just some things, you know, my goddaughter passed away back in March. And so I've just been dealing with that. So, you know, I've been, I've been sitting on a lot of, of, of episode topics that I want to get into. Uh, so I am slowly getting back into podcasting. And uh, so, yes, if you are tuning in for the first time, welcome, 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 welcome um, to Be The Vibe Radio. If you are a regular listener, welcome back. Uh, happy to catch y'all on this this podcast. And today's topic, today's topic, I am going to be discussing spirit possession. So, yes, I want to talk about spirit possession because as common as it is in spirituality, you don't find too many people talking about it, at least not openly or on an open platform. And so, uh, which I find to be interesting because it is, you know, like I said, very common and it's really not something that is taboo or something that shouldn't be talked about. I, I don't know. I don't know why people are a little, you know, hesitant to openly discuss spirit possession, um, but I'm not. So <laughs> I'm not. And I am going to get into it very um I want to deep dive into the topic, mainly to just educate you all about it uh, and dispel some myths um, and some, you know, misconceptions about the whole idea of spirit possession. And just to kind of give you guys some tips on how to um, navigate that, navigate that for those of you who are prone to um, being mounts for spirit. Okay, let's get right into it. So first and foremost, what is spirit possession, right? Like, what does it mean to be possessed by spirit? Uh, Simply put, this is when a spirit will just enter the body of a person and then that spirit will perform acts or do things um, through that bar- that person's body, you know, basically using that person's body to do what it wants to do, uh, depending on the intention of the spirit. Um, you know, a lot of people are, you know, they ask like, okay, well, why does it happen? You know, why, why do people get possessed by spirit? Um, there's a lot of different reasons why, but mainly, um, you know, it, I mean, it gives, the spirit the opportunity to do things in the physical realm that it otherwise would not be able to do. You know, a lot of people don't realize that as spiritualists, you know, especially spiritualists that works that work with spirits, various spirits, it is a very co or no interdependent relationship, right? So you know the 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 reality is that as a spiritualist we are limited to what we can do in the physical realm and then on the other end spirits are limited to what they can do in the spiritual realm and this is the reason why we form these relationships with spirit because then through those relationships you know we can affect things in the spiritual realm through the spirits that we work with and the spirits in turn can affect things in the physical realm with their relationship with us. So how that ties into spirit possession is that, you know, one way that a spirit is able to affect things in the physical realm is by being able to take over and inhabit a person's body and then being able to do things in the physical realm that way. 
So then it gets into the question of who can be possessed by spirit. And the answer to that is anyone who has the capacity to be. So it could be, you know, elders, children, it could be men, women, it could be anybody of any race, it could be anybody of any, you know, sexual orientation, whatever, you know, as long as that person has the ability and capacity to be possessed by spirit, then they can be possessed by spirit. Um, And then on the other end of that, it's like, okay, well, what types of spirits possess people? And that answer is literally any type of spirit that chooses to, you know, which can be beneficial or dangerous depending on the types of spirit that it is and its intentions, right? If that spirit is elevated versus not, if it is um, benevolent versus, you know, not. Um, And so then, you know, depending on the spirit and the person and just all these different factors, spirit possession can be a very beautiful, powerful healing experience or it could be a very dangerous um catastrophic destructive experience um depending on who and what is being mounted okay um and then you know then there's this this question of well, what types of situations can someone get possessed right and so and you know the re- and let me even back up because the reason why I'm even doing this um episode as well is because I am a, a, a mount. I am what we call a mount or a horse for spirit. Um, I have an ability to be mounted by spirit. I have been mounted by spirit. I've seen others, you know, um, be mounted by spirit on, you know, dozens of occasions. And so, um, you know, this is why I'm able to speak on this topic and why I want to speak on it. Um, so with that caveat or that disclaimer, you know, um, the types of situations where people get possessed, um, typically most often are ceremonies, you know, you know, any type of spiritual religious ceremony. Um, I know in my experience, I've seen it in, you know, um, when we do stuff for Lukumi ceremonies, um, you know, Voodoo ceremonies, Apollo ceremonies, those are the types of, um, you know, things that I've been a, a, a part of and I have witnessed, um, or any type of like ceremonies for Egun um, or, you know, your ancestors and things like that. I've seen spirit possession there. Rituals, of course, um, definitely drummings, you know, it does, you know, and, and to be honest too, and I may do in the whole separate episode, um, spirits respond to praise and worship, you know, so any situation where there's praise and worship, where there's drummings, music, singing, prayers, you know, et cetera, they're going to come, you know, and they're going to possess. And so drummings, um, of course, Misas, I've talked a lot about Misas in a lot of my other episodes. Um, now, you know, spirit won't always mount and possess during a Misa, but, you know, about it really depends on the energy of the Misa, <laughs> you know. Sometimes spirit, you know, they, they want to, you know, if if, if, this, if they're feeling it, um, you know, the energy in it, it's strong enough and it pulls them enough, they'll mount someone. Um, but if not, they won't, you know, um, and that's a whole other conversation as well. But, you know, because, and the reason why it is a whole other conversation is because, you know, we have the power to call down spirit, you know, and that's all, you know, that is a, a gift and a skill that not everyone has. Um, but, you know, enough of us have and or it is a skill that can be called cultivated if you set the intention to. So, um, you know, spirits may or may not mount during misas. Um, so those are the most common situations where I've seen spirits mount and, and, and people get possessed. But the less obvious, because, uh, you know, they, it's not exclusive those, to those types of environments, right? So the less obvious um, where I've seen people be mounted or I could tell someone is, is touched by spirit or possessed by spirit is during speeches. Um, you know, and this is what I see a lot when I... Uh, when I go to certain churches or I see certain pastors give sermons, you know, when they get to going and preaching and they, and they, and they get with, you know, into the spirit, you know, of they, what they, you know, they call the spirit. Um, 
uh, the Holy Ghost, whatever you want to call it, I could tell that that pastor is channeling, you know, because that's really all spirit possession is, is it's a form of channeling, right? It's just a more uh, acute form of uh, form of channeling. So, you know, I've seen people give speeches or like public speakers, things like that, um, you know, and they'll get possessed by spirit. Definitely performances, you know, um, artists, you know, I've seen it, seen it in poetry events. Um, I've seen it in um, like freestyle, like battle rap, you know, where, you know, those situations where people are just like free forming um, their performances and then they're just completely wrapped up in spirit. Like I've seen that person transform, you know, and I can tell that they're possessed. So singers, definitely certain kind of singers that are you know, able to channel and tap into spirit as they sing, as they perform, um, dancers too, um, you know, definitely, um, in those environments, um, you know, and then, you know, people who are under the influence, you know, people who are drunk, uh, you know, people who are high, you know, on some type of mind altering substance, um, definitely can be, possessed by spirit are more actually more prone to it because they're completely open, you know? Um, and this is where you get into people who get drunk or they get, you know, under, you know, high or they're under the influence. And then they, people will say, oh, you know, they turn into a whole other person or, you know, that person says they blacked out. They don't remember what happened. You know, that's spirit possession that, you know, something jumped in and, you know, got a hold of them and then they're functioning through, through that, you know? So, those are the instances where I definitely see, um, you know, people get uh, possessed by spirit. So I want to address some myths and misconceptions around spirit possession, because, you know, when it gets brought up as a topic, I notice two very extreme um, uh, reactions. You know, you either have some people who are like, completely like, I don't want no part to that. You know, they're scared of it. They don't want to talk about it. They don't even want to even consider it as a possibility that it's something that happens or it could happen to them. Or you got on the other end, people who are like so obsessed with spirit possession and they want to be possessed by spirit and they go out of their way to try to get mounted in, you know, uh, you know, in at, at, ceremonies and things or they fake mount you know which i'm gonna talk about that too <laughs> fake mounting um and so there's like you know you know so there's either a complete you know repulsion around getting possessed by spirit or a complete um glamorization of it and there's no like middle ground <laughs> And, you know, I can speak from experience as someone who does get possessed by spirit. Um, you know, it, I mean, first of all, it's not scary. It's not scary. Um, I think it, it can only really be concerning for people who are control freaks because, you know, I mean, the idea of something else taking care of, taking over your body and you not having control over your body or, you know, even being able to remember what you did is, um, you know, for the control freaks, it's like, you know. The, like that's that's scary that part is scary um but you know outside of that you know for people who are able to surrender and not so caught up in and controlling things you know it's not anything scary um you know it's not anything bad uh at the same time too it definitely is not something to be glamored you know it is you know getting possessed is rough on the body um, you know, it is, uh, you know, situations where, you know, you're, you're one minute you're doing something and you're saying something and the next minute you, you know, you, you, you black out and you come back and then everybody in the room is looking at you crazy, you know, which is, I'm raising my hand on that. Cause that's been my experience. And for, you know, especially at Amisa, the first time I actually mounted one of my spirit guys, um, and then, you know, people telling you what you your spirit did, you know, while they were um, in your body. And you were just, you just be like, what the fuck, you know? <laughs> so, you know, it definitely is not something to be glamorized. You know, it is, it, again, it's hard on the body. It could be embarrassing um, depending on what where you're at and, and the circumstances. And um, it does definitely take some getting used to. A lot of times you never get used to it, you know? Um, so... You know, in order to just kind of uh, 
dispel some myths and, you know, get people a little bit more familiarized. Um, you know, I want to go down a list, you know, of just kind of things that people have asked me about it or just kind of assumptions, you know. So the first assumption is that, you know, being a mount is something that can be cultivated. And, you know, earlier I did say that anyone can be a mount um, or has the capacity, meaning that spirit does, what I mean by that is that spirit does not discriminate. If spirit wants to take over someone's body and they can, they will, you know. So, you know, um, so yes, in that sense, anybody can be a mount in that sense, but not everybody has the capacity to be a mount. Not everybody is meant to be a mount, right? Not everybody ha has the, not everybody's physical body can withstand that type of um, spiritual possession, you know, that type of um, uh, intrusion, because it is an intrusion, you know what I'm saying? Um, so... It, it no in that sense it's not something that could be cultivated like psychic gifts mediumship those types of things those can be cultivated but with spirit possession either you are a mount or you're not okay um and if you are then you know yes spirit comes and they work through you and if you're not you're just not but spirit will work through you in other ways that is not about them taking over your body okay so it's not like you can go to class to learn how to be a mount or learn how to be a medium. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, either you are or you aren't, you know, and that's the reason why, you know, even in, in um, you know, priesthood, like, you know, those of us who get initiated in African traditional religions, the, you know, those traditions, religions are notorious for spirit possession, for, you know, Lua coming down, Orisha coming down. Not all priests can be mount. You know, in my spiritual house, in my Ile, um, there's a lot of us who can mount Orisha, and then there's a lot of us who cannot, you know. It's not a requirement for being able to do the work that, that we do, you know. So, no, you know, it is not something that can be cultivated. Um, the other misconception is that, you know, when your spirit is in possession, that you don't remember the experience. That is not true. I know quite a few mediums that spirit takes over and okay, and actually let me let me go back to that because let me kind of talk about what happens when spirit comes, right? So when spirit mounts you or possesses you, um there's there's two things that can happen. One Either the spirit will knock you completely out, completely out of your body, and it almost feels like a astral travel, or almost like you're floating above your body or out of your body, uh, or you are uh, almost I don't know, like a, almost like a dying experience if it's sudden, you know. Um, and then they will the, that spirit will completely take over. The other thing that could happen is that spirit comes into your body and then you your spirit your soul is sharing your body with that spirit that has come to possess you now when in the first instance where spirit will completely knock you out of your body you're not going to remember it <laughs> you know you're not but for those where you're sharing your body with your you know your spirit your soul consciousness is sharing with this particular spirit then you are going to remember the experience it's almost going to be like you're watching um yourself um or be you're watching yourself do these things with the, but you're unable to like you know it's like you watching yourself you know and but you're not able to stop yourself or stop your, the spirit from doing whatever it is that it's doing Okay. In that instance, you, yes, you do remember the experience. So when you have people who say they were possessed by spirit and they remember what was happening when that spirit possessed them, don't think that they're lying or that they were fake possessed. No, that's an actual thing, you know? Um, so it's not the case that you will forget the experience or you won't remember. Um, most of the time it, it is the case, but not always. And the other thing too is that sometimes for those of us who who completely leave our bodies when spirit is possessing us, sometimes we end up recollecting bits and pieces later through dreams or like deja vu moments and things like that. So, you know, um, 
again, don't think that forgetting the the experience is a requirement or that if someone does remember that they must be, have been lying or fake, fake um, mounting or fake possessing. Another misconception I want to address is that, or this idea that you must be a mount to be a good medium. And no, <laughs> that is so not true. Um, you know, and this, you see this more so in like ATR circles and Mises circles where people feel like, or are made to feel like if spirit isn't mounting them, if they're not getting possessed and taken over by spirit, that they can't be a good medium and they can't be a good priest. And no, you know, at the end of the day, you know, being mounted by spirit, being possessed by spirit is just, just one other avenue through which a priest or spiritualist can, can work. Um, or, or, you know, they could do what they do, but it's not the end all be all like real talk. And, you know, there's people, there's like phenomenal priests, phenomenal mediums and spiritualists that you never, you know, they can sit there and do all this stuff and be a beautiful vessel through for, you know, spirit without ever getting possessed by spirit. Um, you know, so, you know, and, and the reason why too is because you know a lot of people feel like there there's a a lack of confidence within their own gifts if they look at someone else and they see oh this person can do this and spirit comes through them and they spirit will you know pass messages and speak in other languages and cleanse people off and prophesize and you know and they do you know, it's this big like show around it and then they look at their own gifts and they feel like because they can't do the same thing that their gifts are not valid and you know I, I really want to emphasize that that you know this is not the case at all like. You know, I know a lot of people who are even more gifted in their their gifts and their mediumship than people who actually can get mounted. Because, you know, the other, the other thing I've noticed is that people who do and can get mounted by spirit, sometimes they rely on that. They rely on spirit coming to possess them and relying on that to be able to do their work versus cultivating, um, you know, the skill of being able to to to, to be a medium and psychic without that, with or without that, you know, a person should be able to do what they do, whether spirit comes to them, you know, and, and mounts them or not, basically is what I'm saying. So no, you don't have to be a mount to be a good medium. Another misconception is that mounting is scary. No, it's not. It's really not. I mean, the really, the reality is that by the time spirit takes over, you don't remember the experience anyway. <laughs> So it's like, what is there to be scared of when you can't even remember what happened? Um, you know, and then the, the other thing, too, is like a lot of people don't, you know, they're afraid of what spirit does, you know, that they can be harmed, um, you know, when they're possessed. And, you know, if a person is truly possessed by spirit, I've seen, like, for example, I remember one Misa where... Um, it was my my coronation misa. So when I was about to get crowned, we had a misa, and um, one of my elders, his uh, one of his Congo spirits came down on him and possessed him. And you know, when that spirit comes down, you know, we, you know, Congo spirits are very unpredictable. You know, they're very unpredictable when they come, and you just kind of don't know what gonna happen or what to expect and this particular spirit is is like no different and so when his congo came down um you know he grabbed a machete and he licked the blade right did not cut his tongue nothing you know and then went off to just do whatever he was doing you know the purpose of him coming down you know i've seen um you know, spirits come down and, 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 you know, drink, you know, like liquor that was filled with hot peppers. And, you know, like I've seen, um, you know, spirits come down and eat fire, eat coals or do things with blade, other things with blades. And, you know, when a person is possessed, they're not, first of all, you know, Spirit does that to kind of one show that they are present, um, but then two, none of that affects the body. You know, when my when my spirit comes on me, when one of my spirits comes on me, she likes to smoke a lot and drink a lot of um, liquor, and so like they'll tell me that she, um, 
we'll drink like two bottles and three bottles of whole bottles of wine and smoke like three, four cigars. But by the time she leaves and I come back into my body, I'm not drunk. I'm not remembering any of it, you know, um, and I'm not feeling it, um, you know, so or feeling any of that. So, you know, um, it's not scary. It's not scary when spirit possesses you. Um, if the spirits are benevolent now, if they are, um, maleficent then, or have ill intentions or not elevated, then that is a whole other story. Um, you know, then they can be dangerous. They can be harmful. Um, but you know, I have not seen, too much of that happen in um, spaces where a spirit will mount. Meaning that, you know, when spirits come in misas or ceremonies and things, if they don't have, if they're not the spirits that were, um, that, you know, were intended to call forth or, you know, if they're coming in to cause harm, I've either seen other spirits come down to, you know, eradicate them or, or get them out or gone. Or I've seen elders come in, step in and handle that spirit, you know, and there's certain characteristics that spirits have when they come down, which I'm going to discuss that, you know, so you know the difference between if something is good or bad or has good intentions versus ill intentions. And it's not just about it being benevolent versus maleficent because, you know, sometimes people have spirits in the spiritual court that just because they're in the spiritual court, they still are not elevated or doesn't necessarily mean that they mean good. You know what I'm saying? Um, which is on another podcast topic. But my point is that, um, you know, when spirit comes down, you, if they're in for good intentions, then they will act in that way. You know, if they're for ill intentions, then, you know, you will have elders or other, you know, spirit that will come in and, that, and will remove those spirits from your body or remove them from, you know, um, and I've seen this happen a lot of times. You know, for example, I had one Misa where, um, you know, we were told to bring, you know, a person was upstairs and they, they weren't participating in the Misa. We were, you know, Spirit told us to bring that person down and have them in the Misa. The person comes downstairs and then as soon as they hit the bottom of the stairs, my elder got mounted. But it was by a, a evil spirit or a bad spirit that was on the person that had come to join the Misa. And so you, and I could tell because, you know, my elder, his particular spirit guide, when she mounts, it's a certain way she mounts and we know it's her. The way he mounted, we knew it was something else, but literally that spirit lasted all of about five, maybe 10 seconds in my elder before his own spirit guide came immediately in to mount him and knock that spirit out of his body. And she took over. Right. Um, so those are the types of situations where, you know, you, you know, those of us who are mounts, we are divinely protected, you know. Um, and so, you know, there's no reason to be scared um, because there will and should always. Well, I won't say there will always be, but there should always be or it's highly the case where there will be some type of divine intervention to keep you and in, in safe, you know, Um and to keep you from 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 being um, harmed. Another misconception, which is something I want to address <laughs> because of what I've seen, but um, you know, there's a misconception of this myth that spirits mount on camera, meaning that a person can be recording or like on social media, and then spirit will mount them. And my experience is that that is complete bullshit. Um, now, I'm going to be real with y'all. The consistent thing that I've seen um, is that spirits don't like exposure in that way. So, you know, you know, when we, first of all, like even for us, like from my spiritual house and just other spiritual houses I've attended, their misas, we don't even record our misas. Like you, you don't even do voice like, like recording you know, for the Mises, like you will, um, if you need to take notes, then you write them shits down, but you ain't finna break out your phone and voice record a Misa. Um, 
you definitely are not doing a video recording of a Misa um, ceremonies and different things like that. You're not going to see, especially when spirit comes down, like when we have drummings and Arisha mounts, like we don't even, you, you don't even, like we can record the drumming itself, but once Arisha starts mounting priests and people, we don't record any of that shit. You know, I've seen, um, videos of Lua and Voodoo Fets. And I think, you know, from what it may be is that Lua are a little bit more lenient when it comes to stuff like that. But, um, you know, who knows? Not all, you know, that, um, you know, I can't speak too much for that because, you know, my experience with Fets and, you know, Lua possession is limited. You know, but I have seen a lot of video footage of, you know, people at, at Haitian voodoo drummings and Lua coming down and then being able to record that. Um, but, um, you know, I've seen spirits that will, you know, if there's something already going on and people are already recording and then they come down, have told to stop recording or who have left when people have tried to record them, you know, you're definitely not going to see people getting for real possessed on social media. Like you're not about to go live on Instagram or TikTok or have a TikTok video and then just see people be mounted, especially not Arisha, especially not Lua, especially not, you know, other types of spirits. So if somebody is on social media and they are, you know, mounted, um, you know, if it, because I've seen a lot of it where people will be in their apartment complex or their home and they'll be just recording a, like a TikTok video. And all of a sudden they'll start acting like they're getting mounted. Um, and I'm just be looking at that shit. Like that's complete bullshit, you know, real talk. Um, so no, it's, it's like 90% of the case, you're not going to see spirits mounting on camera. And if you do see spirit possessions on video, it's going to be that it's an event. Um, and you know, spirit was already down, you know, or the recording was already happening when the spirit, um, mounted. Um, and I've, again, I've only seen that consistently with Lua doing that versus, um, other types of situations, right? So, um, you know, again, if you are watching social media and you see this type of stuff, just kind of take it with a grain of salt is what I'm going to say. Um, but I am actually going to discuss a little bit later uh, the signs of people, you know, with it, the signs of real mounting versus fake mounting, okay? Another interesting take I've heard quite often, actually, is that uh, Arisha or Lua or Apollo spirits mount and possess people during Misas. And no, 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 no. That is not the case at all. Um, and the reason why is that, you know, remember, Misas are a form of spiritism. It is a non-denominational form of spiritism. It's a whole separate practice from an ATR. Like spiritism is not an ATR. You can be literally a part of any religion or practice any religion and also do spiritism, okay? It is separate. And even the rituals and the things that we do in Misas are completely different and separate than what we do in, you know, um, ATR practices, right? Um, the spirits that we attend to in Mises are completely different and separate than, um, you know, ATRs. So this is the reason why when you go to a Misa, you're going to see a simple setup of glasses of water, white table, white flowers, and then you may see a Bible or like a saint or, you know, a little something Christian, something here and there, cross, crucifix on the table. That ain't got nothing to do with Lua. That ain't got nothing to do with Arisha. That ain't got nothing to do with Apollo. Okay. Um, you just happen to have a lot of people who are in ATRs that also practice spiritism. So, you know, there is, I'm starting to notice and see this, this weird, um, conversion of the two, but no, the thing about it is that when we do Mises, Mises are specifically for our spiritual court. They're specifically for, um, elevating our ancestors and elevating our spirits and our spiritual guides and our spiritual court. When you get into dealing with Lua and Arisha and Paulo spirits, those spirits are already elevated, you know, they, and, and then they are worshiped and they are honored in a whole different way. That is not 
the way we do it in Misa's. And so with that being said, when you set a table for a Misa, it has all of the elements that are appealing to your spiritual core and appealing to your ancestors. Um, you're not going to see shrines for Risha or shrines for Luau or, or you know, apprendas for Apollo spirits um, and a Misa. So because of that missing element, they're not, you know, and on top of that, we're not singing songs for those spirits and misas. We're not doing drummings for those spirits. And, you know, uh, you know, we're not drumming or playing rhythms for those spirits, um, you know, in, in misas. So there's literally nothing in a misa set up to call forth those spirits. So then, you know, so because we've set the tone that this is for something different, those spirits aren't going to come into that those essences are not going to come into that environment and mount. That is what ceremonies are for. That is for what bimbes and tambours and drummings and anyas and are for, right? They're for those spirits and fets are for those spirits. Um, and so um, because of that clear line of separation, those spirits are not going to enter into that, right? That's not their time, you know? Um, it's like... Uh, you know, it, how would I put it? it? I mean, it's it's basically saying when you do a Misa, you have a set up a certain way and you, then those spirits know that they're not invited because there's things that are there that are, that are set up that are not for them. So um, then what ends up happening is then when you do hear someone that says, yeah, you know, like what came down in this Misa or, you know, um, or, uh, you know, Dantor came down in this Misa and, did this and that, then it begs the question, was that really Allegua? Was that really Dantor, right? And most likely it wasn't. Most likely it was a trickster spirit that came down and pretended to be, um, you know, these these essences in that Misa, or the person was not truly mounting. They were fake mounting. Um, but, you know, um, so, and I'm going to get into how you can tell too, you know, um, because there's, you know, certain spirits when they come down and they get, possess people, they do certain things to let you know who they are. And if someone says that they're mounted or possessed and the spirits don't do these particular things, then one, either you're dealing with a trickster spirit or you're dealing with a trickster person that's lying about and they're fake mounting, you know, because, you know, as weird as it is to me, people be fake. I don't know if it's for attention or what, but I just find that whole concept and idea of fake possession to be just so fucking weird <laughs> like why would you want to pretend something like that and then you know um oh god don't even and I might even do a whole separate podcast about how weird I find fake possession to be and just different stories of where I've seen someone um pretend to be mounted and they weren't really um but that's a whole other conversation. But no, again, you know, Lua, Arisha, Apollo Spirits, they're not going to come down during Amisa. There are certain things, spaces, um, and rituals set up for them to come into that. But Amisa is not one of them, okay? Um, and if someone says, you know, if Risha or one of these spirits comes in Amisa's, I, I, I would run. I I wouldn't. Yeah, I would be real concerned or real wary of that. Okay, I wouldn't trust that at all. Um, another misconception is that you have to be initiated to mount a certain spirit, and nope, that's not true. You know, a lot of people will say, "Oh, you have to be initiated in Arisha in order to mount um, Arisha," or you know, you have to be, um, you know, initiated in Voodoo in order to mount Loire. No, that's not the case. Um, you, the reality is that, you know, these essences are going to mount whoever the fuck they want to, you know, if that person is, um, you know, if that's that person's path is to be that mount or whatever. So, um, I mean, I've been to plenty, you know, I've been to, um, plenty of, uh, Haitian voodoo type events or situations where um i've seen lawa mount people who who were never even who even never even saw the inside of a, a ceremony room for konzo you know um i've been to plenty of 
Anya's or Larisha Drummings where um, I've seen people who were not at all initiated get touched and almost possessed by um, Arisha. I've heard elders tell stories of people who were not initiated that were mounted by their, uh, their, their Arisha, their head or their guardian Arisha. And um, a lot of times in, in the case of, in those cases, if you are not initiated and you do get it possessed by those spirits, it's a clear indication that you do need to get initiated um, so that way you can kind of properly um, and more efficiently channel that energy and that, that uh, but it's not a requirement. You know, it's not a requirement. There are people who are there for whatever reasons are never able to initiate, you know, whether their their body can't handle the ceremony or they never end up having the finances. It's just not something they do in this lifetime, but they still get possessed by, you know, the, the spirits. Um, so, no, you do not have to be initiated to bounce, you know, certain spirits. It's just more likely that you would be if you were initiated. The other thing I want to talk about, even with that, in that line, is you, this idea that, and this is more so with Orisha, that you can mount multiple Orishas. That is not true. <laughs> that is not true. Now, in, in, Haitian voodoo, and I can only speak for Haitian voodoo because I don't know, I've never attended anything with 21 divisions or had any um, experience with with Dominican voodoo. But in Haitian voodoo, um, my experience and what I've seen is that multiple luau can mount people. Like, you know, I saw people, um, a couple of mambos and hungang that got mounted back to back by different um lua like every time they were singing for a different lua then that person was getting mounted by that lua so it is very different in haitian voodoo versus orisha but in in ocha and orisha like only your head orisha can mount you and then possibly babaluaye you know um because babaluaye or samasas is an orisha that can mount anyone regardless of who they're crowned to or who their guardian orisha is um but as far as you know orisha's concerned like i've only seen i've only seen children of oshun be mounted by oshun i've only seen children of abatala be mounted by abatala you know um so if you have someone who says oh yemaya you mounted me and then and then i was mounted by chango and then i was also mounted by ogun that person's lying or they weren't really or that those weren't the real spirits that were mounting them okay um so I just kind of want to put that out there as, you know, because the other thing, too, is that, you know, a lot of people um, be scamming when it comes to these spirit possessions, you know, and a lot of it. And because it's not something that is openly talked about, you know, and people who are if they're really good at acting and good at pretending, then you could really convince someone that you're mounted by these spirits and then act like you're passing messages and that it's the spirits and these essences that are speaking. Uh, and people can really get played by that shit, you know? So, you know, that's why I'm putting all this information out there because, you know, I want you all to be able to um, weed the truth from the bullshit. And the last misconception I want to address is this idea, um, and it's more of a bias, it's a human bias, but, you know, there's this idea perpetuated that spirits don't mount certain people, right? Meaning that, you know, male spirits won't mount a, 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 a female human, um, or that a like Congo spirits don't mount, you know, like homosexuals or LGBT people or that Arisha won't mount someone who's trans. Like, you know, it's just funny to me. I'm laughing because this is, I mean, not only is it complete bullshit, but, you know, these, um, this particular misconception, it limits spirit to our own biases. You know, what I've consistently seen and across the board and all the practices that I've been a part of and that I am a part of is that spirit does not give a fuck. If they are going to possess someone and work with them, they are going to work with that person and they're going to possess them. If that person has the capacity to allow spirit to... um you know, work 
and do what the spirit is needing to do if that person is um, suited for the spirit's needs and their you know what they're trying to accomplish then the spirit is going to work with that person all right um it's even funny when I see like, you know, people like they'll post, because remember earlier I mentioned that people, um, you know, I'll see Haitian voodoo events where, you know, the Loire mounted and there'll be videos of someone possessed by Loire. And a lot of times I'll see these videos of white people possessed by Loire. And, you know, this whole idea that, um, you know, oh, this is, must be fake because, well, they won't mount and possess white people. And my direct experience is that that is not true. <laughs> I've seen Lua possess white folks, um, you know, um, because at the end of the day, you know, you don't know what, you know, people have in their lineage. You don't know what their ancestry consists of. You're just going off of their skin color and you don't you know because of that you're making assumptions of what they can and cannot access right and um but you know spirit knows deeper than that and so spirit is going to do what spirit does and they're going to do it with whoever they want to so you know and i particularly see it when people talk about congo spirits and and people who are gay you know because you know again this whole idea that oh if you're gay um or you're you know trans then congo spirits they don't want to have anything to do with you and my direct experience of what i've seen is that that is complete bullshit. you know um half my spiritual house half my ele is they're lgbt you know and there is Congo spirits all through, like, my god siblings, you know? I've seen quite a few of my gay god siblings and my trans god, god siblings get mounted by Congo spirits. Um, and even my elder, the one I mentioned earlier about uh, the one who licked the blade of the machete, like, he's my Padrino's husband. And he's got so many Congo spirits in his court, and they have no problem mounting him and doing what they do. So, you know, when you get into spirit possession and just being more open to the idea of it, you also have to be open to the idea that spirit's going to work who, through whoever they choose to, you know? And that's just what it is, right? So... Uh, with that being said, um, let me talk about how to tell if you are about to be mounted. So before I even get to how to tell if you're about to be mounted, um, let me talk about how to tell if you're even uh, a mount to begin with, right? So there's a couple of telltale signs. A lot of it has to do with just your uh, spiritual experiences. So some common experiences that I've seen of mounts is, you know, has to do with uh, ability to have out-of-body experiences or connected to like our dreaming, right? So if you have if you're prone to like lucid dreaming or um, astral traveling in your dreams, if you have like a lot of like, uh, uh, what is it, sleep paralysis or like a lot of out-of-body experiences tied to your dreams, a lot of times that is an indication that you are mount um, or that you have the ability to be possessed by spirit. Um, and then, then, then from then, ten the way to tell that you are about to be possessed by spirit is um, how your physical body feels, especially in certain places. So if you are, um, you know, near like graveyards or if you were near um, a lot of times uh, like places where they have a lot of spiritual activity. I know for me, sometimes churches will do it depending on the church. Definitely if you're in a ceremony ritual or you're doing some type of spell, you know, there's certain things that you'll be able to tell. Like if you your temperature changes, if you get real hot or real cold um, out of nowhere, or if you start feeling like you're shaking, um, like your body's shaking, um, you might feel headaches or body aches, a lot of a lot of pressure on your shoulders. If you feel like you're being weighed down or pushed down on your shoulders, those are all indications of possible spirit possession. I know for me, um, there's certain things that I could tell, like I feel before spirit takes over. So one of my spirit guides, I hear her laughing loudly and the, la the, the laughing will get louder right before she takes me, you know? And then everybody says that, you know, when she comes, she's always coming laughing. 
you know, so they'll know that when I start laughing a certain way that, you know, this particular spirit guide is, is possessing me or she's possessed me. Um, the other times is depending on the type of spirit, you know, I'll get real hot um, or I'll just start to feel way down like I'm about to like fall asleep, you know, um, or, or get headaches. Um, that's my, my experience when I know, okay, yeah, spirit's about to take over. Um, I know when it is Arisha, you know, when Yemaya is, uh, you know, preparing to mount me, I can hear her, um, she's got a sound she makes, um, that I can hear, you know, in my ear before she takes over, or I start to feel like I'm spinning in a, in a whirlpool, in a whirlpool. Um, so when I start to feel like I'm spinning, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's, that's Yemaya. <laughs> You know, um, and then sometimes you might not feel anything at all. One minute you're normal, you know, or that you're just talking or you're just whatever. And then all of a sudden, like your your spirit takes over, you know, because um, some people, you know, that's actually not as common. Some people, you know, it happens to them. That's how they get mounted. But that's, you know, most of the time you're going to feel it in your body before it happens. OK, Um and then on the flip side, you know, the way to tell that someone is fake mounting or not truly possessed by spirit is the, the biggest indication is that when spirits come down, they they have certain behaviors that they they do um, when they come down. So, you know, um, for example, my elder, my padrino, when his spirit guide, when she comes on him, she there's a certain phrase that she says. Well, first of all, she laughs. She's got this laugh, this certain thing that, you know, she does. And, and then on top of that, let me even back up. When people mount, when spirit possesses someone, you'll see a person's physical appearance change. Their face will distort or look different. Um, they Their voice changes, um, will sound like the spirit that, um, that uh, is taken over. If you are dealing with the spirit that speaks another language, then you'll you'll hear someone speaking um, another language. Like for example, I have another spirit guy. She's Puerto Rican. She speaks um, like full fluent Spanish. Now I know some Spanish, and I you know I mean, but it ain't like her. You know, so you know she mounts and she's starting to speak Spanish. Um, you know, or my one of my other spirit guys. She she does speak English, but she speaks French too. You know, so she is around French speakers, then she'll speak French. You know, I don't know a lick of French, you know. So, um, you know, the voice changes. And you know, people tell me that, you know, that when some of my Murthos are coming through me, my voice is different, you know. Um, my face is different. So you'll see that on other people as well when they're truly mounted. Um and or, you know, there's certain a greeting. Um, I know one of my spirit guides, when she comes, you know, they tell me that she will pour water over her, you know, and that's how she announces that she that's, you know, she's fully mounted and she's present, you know. Um, so if you for, or, for example, when Arisha does come on someone um, and mounts, then they will um, throw themselves, you know, for those who are or. um who've been to like drummings and ceremonies and things, you know, those in Lukumi and even in Ifa, um, you know, there's a certain, they call, we call it throwing ourselves or like a certain greeting that Arisha does. Um, so Arisha will come down and they will um, greet, they will, for one, if it's a drumming or a ceremony, they will greet the throne um, or the shrine that is set up. And then they will throw themselves to, you know, the elder or the godparent or whatever, um, you know, at, at the, at the event, you know, that's how, you know, okay, Arisha is, is mounted. Um, same thing with, um, Apollo spirits and Apollo spirits come down. If there is a, um, an Anganga room or a Prenda, you know, they will greet that, that item, that, that, um, Prenda, um, before they do anything else, you know? So, you know, there's certain, um, things, you know, so if someone mounts a spirit and then there's no identifying, um, introduction or there's they don't if they say that they're Narisha, they say that they're because oh for even Lua. Lua, what I've seen at FETS or just in events is that, you know, when Lua come down, they salute. There's a certain hand salute that they do, you know, and a certain 
thing that they with people, you know. And so someone says that they are mounted by Lua or whoever, and then they don't do any of that, then it's like, okay, that's questionable. You know, again, it's either a fake mounting or the spirit that come down is not truly what 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 they say they are. Um so um you know so um you know, there's that. Um, the other thing I've noticed when people fake mount is when they start to pass messages, um, but the messages are a little bit too uh, biased, you know? Um, like, for example, like I've seen spirits come down, mount someone, and then talk about the person that they've mounted, you know? They'll say, um, you know, tell my horse or my mount this, or, you know, like my, my spirit guy, she'll come on, come down and mount me, and she'll, you know, tell the room all kinds of shit about me, you know? Now, if it's me, personally, I'm not going to be in a room telling all my own business like that, you know? So that's a clear indication that my spirit guide is, you know, really on me and, um, you know, wanting to tell people certain things that about me that they need to know that I, otherwise there's no way in hell that I would share that information, you know? So that's something else, you know, if people are, if they're, um, coming down and they're sharing information like information that's too biased or you know it sounds like you know they have a like for example if they are mounted say they're mounted by spirit and they have an issue with someone the person who's mounted has a personal issue with someone who's also present at the event and they say you know the person says oh i'm mounted this is the spirit and they go to that person they have an issue with and give messages but then it's them talking shit or you know the messages are like one-sided then that's kind of questionable you know um because spirit's gonna come down and they're gonna be unbiased you know, they're going to come down and they're going to, they're not going to all only be about their mount or their horse. They're going to give messages that are necessary for everyone to, to hear that everyone needs, you know? Um, and, and I've seen that. I've heard stories of, you know, drummings or ceremonies where Orisha has come down and they say, well, they say the Orisha's come down, but then that person that's mounted is only going around talking to the people that they had an issue with and went off on before quote unquote Arisha came down, you know? Um, so if the messages are too one-sided or too biased, um, and that's if they're giving messages at all, um, then, you know, that's an indication that, that that person is is maybe fake mounted, right? Um, so, um, you know, and again, or if that person mounts a spirit in a space where that's, where that is not set up for that spirit, then it's most likely a fake mounting. You know, if it's a Misa and they say they're, you know, you know, Ogun coming down, or, um, you know, if if I'm at a, a, a FET, a Haitian voodoo drumming, and, you know, then all of a sudden my, you know, so-called spirit guy, my main guy comes down, it's like, well, why would she do that when this is set up for the Lua? Then why would I mount something that's not Lua? Um, so if if the occasion does not match the spirit that has come down, then most likely it's a fake mounting. Okay, and finally, I want to end this podcast episode by just giving some tips um, for those who are mounts, you know, who are prone to being possessed by spirit, um, you know, because again, because it's not something that is talked about openly, you don't hear people giving tips on how to even navigate that, you know, experience or that ability. So, you know, a couple of things that have helped me um, as a mount is one, having a bovida, you know, having a um, shrine or altar that is set up specifically for my spirit guides, um, and, you know, an ancestor shrine or as and or a bovida, a place, a portal that I'm working, um, you know, and uh, with, you know, for my spirits. Um, and this ties into the next tip, which is getting to know your spirits, right? Because, you know, if you've got something taking over your body and working through, you want to know what the hell it is, who it is, what it is, what its intentions are, um, you know. And something else, too, I'll say as a side note is that just because your amount for your spirits to come and work through you doesn't necessarily mean that they all will mount you. 
some spirits they don't need that they don't want that um they work in other ways um you know i have a lot of spirits in my spiritual court and i've only had um i have so far i only have three spirits that are have shown uh, a propensity for mounting me and only one that has actually fully mounted me um as far as my own spirits now i've you know of course i've mounted you know other spirits um you know and nieces and things but um you know but yeah so you know get to know your spirit so that way you can elevate them that way you can know who they are what they need you know for example if you are a mount and you know it's good to have certain tools for your spirit so that way when they do mount you they can do what they need to do um for example one of my my, my god sisters her um spirit guide her main guide likes she has a staff um because she's a spirit that comes and she cleanses people and so part of her cleansing is she uses that staff you know um and so um that is something a tool for that particular spirit guide and then it helps us because then when my god sister does mount spirit and that spirit grabs that staff we know oh this is so-and-so you know um we have another god sibling that their spirit god is their thing is a skirt you know big flowy skirt you know and so if you know the spirit comes down and then they want to put on the skirt and they dance or whatever then we know okay this is that particular spirit guide and that's the tool the the instrument through which they work through um so the only way you know that is if you get to know your spirits you know um and then in and then in, in addition to even that to even go further it's important to train your spirits yes you can train your spirits and as a matter of fact you know for those listening i'm doing a series in the vip section of my website you know my vip content where i am training people and teaching people how to work with their spirits and train their spirits, you know, um, you know, because spirits, they're like children and they, you know, they, they need, meaning that they do what they want. And if you don't have boundaries or you don't, you know, set up certain parameters, they'll just kind of come and take over. And then, you know, even the spirits that mean well can be a detriment because they're not properly trained, you know? So, you know, like, for example, my main spirit guide, she comes down and she could be a little crass. She could be a little rude, you know, a little lack of tact in, in her, her dialogue with people. And so, you know, I've had to kind of talk to her about her approach when she mounts me and she talks to people. Certain things, you know, that she can say or can't say or just things that if you're going to say this, you need to say it in a certain way, you know. And so, you know, I've noticed that when now when she mounts, you know, people will tell me, oh, you know, she she did good. You know, she gave this message. She wasn't that bad, you know. Um, so those are the ways that you can train your spirits. Or for me, for example, another example for me is um, my spirit guide recently when she came down, she cleansed off a lot of people at the Misa, you know, pulled stuff off of them, pulled off negative energy. And a lot of times when spirit works that way, when you are mounted, um, they take that energy with them when they go. So they, you know, they come, they mount, they do their work, whatever their energy they pulled off of people, they take it with them when they depart from your body. Well, every so often some of that energy will linger or they won't take it all. Well, my spirit guide, some of that stuff left. I mean, some of that stuff stayed with me and I got sick. So my first week after that, that particular Misa, I was way down, not feeling well, you know? So, you know, I worked my bovada, talked with my spirit guide and was like, look, ma'am, if you're going to mount me, if you're going to do the work, okay, fine. You know, but please take everything with you when you go. Like, I don't want nobody's energy lingering on me or at least instruct me, you know, to take a spiritual bath or you know or to do something specific um because you know when she's on me i don't know what happened i don't remember so i don't know what she did other than what people tell me you know so unless she comes and she's telling me what she did or she's instructing me to do certain things you know i'm not gonna know so i'm training her on you know how to work more efficiently so that way um i'm not affected after she departs and then with that being said i'm more likely to allow her to even mount me to begin with you know because you that's another thing you don't just because you're a mountain don't mean you gotta let these spirits come on you 
You know, there's ways to block it and stop it if you don't want to be possessed by spirit. The other reason why it's important to train your spirits is because you don't want to just be out willy-nilly getting possessed any any old time. You know, I know some people who are completely open, too open, and they cannot stay in their bodies, you know? And a lot of that has to do with just a lack of training and a lack of being able to... Um, you know, set boundaries with their spirits and just say, hey, there's a time and place. You know, my spirit guides, you know, she knows that if she's going to mount me, it needs to be in these particular circumstances. You know, either, a, a, you know, I'm either doing some hoodoo rituals or I am doing, um, you know, some, some cleanses and work workings or I'm in a misa or I'm some type of ceremony. That's the only time you get to mount me, you know. Um, yes, I am a mount for Yemaya. That's who I'm crowned to. But Yemaya is only going to come down, you know, in situations where she need, you know, where she it's set up for her to. So she's only going to come down during an Ocha ceremony or Risha ceremony or drumming or, you know, um, you know, or at the beach, you know, where I'm doing some things for her specifically, you know. And so, um, so yes, it is absolutely paramount that if you are about and you are possessed by spirit, that you get to know your spirits and you train them and you set boundaries so you can have that healthy working relationship with them. Um, and the last, 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 last bit of advice, which is also what prompted me to even do this episode to begin with, is please take care of your body if you're a mount. Um, it is taxing. It is taxing. Like, you know, it took me a week to recuperate when I was mounted at the last Misa. And then right after that, we had ceremonies. You know, my elder came down that fought the weekend after the Misas and we had a weekend of ceremonies. And then I got mounted by Yemaya and then I was I was exhausted for a week after that. So it took me two weeks to recover, you know, um, and it's even to the point where I'm literally having to take a break mid-year, which I never do. You know, I usually take my break once a year at the end of the year. I'm having to clear my calendar and take breaks mid-year in July. So because my body, it's been my this year has been rough on my body, but it's because I've been doing a lot more spiritual work and I've been doing a lot more with spirit possession and, and being a mount. And so, yes, please take care of your body. I've heard other priests tell me that, um, or other mounts tell me that it takes them at least two, three days to recover, you know, when they're, when they're mounted by spirit. So take care of your body, drink lots of water, make sure you're eating right, make sure you're resting, make sure that you are taking care of, you know, your doctor's appointments and that your physical health is in order because one, you're not going to be, spirit ain't going to take, take and mount you if you if they if your body cannot hold them that's the first thing the second thing is that um you know you are it takes you longer and it's more difficult to recuperate and recover if your body is not um able to you know in a space to rejuvenate right so um so yeah please 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 take care of your body your, your and your mental health because that's another thing too for those who are just out there open channels and they're not grounded with this practice, like I, you know, I've seen quite a few mounts lose their damn mind. You know, y'all know that I'm a big thing on mental health and I always say that there is a fine line between being spiritual and being psychotic. And I notice that a lot of people who are prone to spirit possession, if they're not channeling it, if they're not training it, if they're not cultivating it in a healthy way and having boundaries around it, they're they're crazy. They're crazy. Their mental health suffers. So take care of yourself on all levels. If this is what you, um, you know, if this is a gift or a skill or an ability that you have. So yes, that is it for today's episode on spirit possession. I am um, very, I, was, I enjoyed talking about this. I enjoyed sharing my experiences and educating you all. So hopefully this episode was enlightening. Hopefully it was beneficial, you know, it opened your eyes to a few things. If you are listening on Spotify, uh, please take a time. I am posted a little survey. I want to know what you guys think, what you feel about the whole idea of spirit possession. I want to hear from you. So if you're listening on Spotify, the um, little survey will pop up for you guys, uh, you Spotify listeners, and give me some feedback. You know, let me know what y'all what y'all thinking, where your heads are at when it comes to this whole idea of spirit possession. In the meantime, I hope that you have a blessed day or evening, depending on what time you are listening to this episode. 
again, thank you for tuning in and you have a wonderful, blessed day or evening. Peace.